This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are going to be people listening to this that didn't like Daniel Jones' performance and think that we are just sitting here being Jones homers. I'm not acting like that. Again, he was spectacular. I get two or three for 460 yesterday. People will gloss him and kill him for that. Sean, he's not going to beat Dan Fouts. And it's right, okay. exactly. And that's okay, right. He, he's playing winning football. Here's where Jones, I mean, a couple of other moments. It's not his fault. Sterling Shepard's still coming off the Achilles. He way overshoots Shepard. But again, that was a pass interference, and he knew to throw it up. Yeah. Um, you know, there was just a couple of those moments throughout the game. Do they need to score more points than 19? Sure. But is the interior of the offensive line still getting destroyed? Yes, they are. But as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, that's huge. Now, on the wide receiver front, David Sills played the most percentage of snaps, which is unbelievable. Uh, he was a guy last week on the pod that I said, you know, I thought maybe he gets in the end, end zone because clearly they're loving him from a fantasy perspective. But Kenny Galladay, basically non-existent, off the field, and – Brian Dable said this. We didn't want to believe it. You've said this. I didn't want to believe it. They are going to change their wide receiver game plan game to game. It seems really confusing. It's very unconventional. And and Dable said it after the game. Look, this is the way it's going to be every game as we kind of feel out this room. But when you're 2-0 and and it's working that way, well, who are me and every fat-ass Giant fan to say you're doing it wrong? I mean, if that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. Now, Kadarius Tony clearly played more. He played 39% of the snaps. I believe that was the snap count share. You mentioned the drop when he's looking upfield. I mentioned yep. the penalty. Tony could have had a much bigger day on paper with those two plays. Um, and I, and I, what a weird week we go from the, you know, he's limited in practice. What's going on. And then he ends up showing up. He plays, they clearly have plays for him. And he, by the way, right after the game ended, the TV cameras caught, he seemed to be the most excited about the win running over to give Daniel Jones a bear hug as he was doing it. So you can't tell me that Tony's got a bad attitude or anything. So look, if Kenny Galladay's making $70 million and he stinks and Dable wants him on the bench and they're two and Oh, more power to Dable to not do the traditional sports thing where you play a guy just based on his contract, which happens all the time. And if he's going to keep increasing Tony's load and, and depending on the matchups, fine, let's go. If that's what's winning games here, let's do it. I, I'm totally comfortable with what Dable and Kafka are doing right now. Well, they, they've made it clear that it's all about earning your snaps and what they believe the specific game plan is going to call for that week. We've been telling people as well for many, many weeks, don't draft any Giants targets in your fantasy leagues because there's not right. going to be a consistent guy there. That's just oh, and Paul, Paul, not to interrupt you because we're having a graphic as we have the video up on the bottom of our screen. He played 28 snaps, 38%, right? So when yeah. you think about 
you know, getting up to that, you know, half the snap count, which is, you know, kind of where you'd want Tony with a team that runs a lot anyway. He also missed an entire drive in the third quarter as well back in the locker room, which if he's out for a couple of those plays, suddenly you're talking about 45 to 50% of snaps. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think, if anything, what the Giants have shown, this coaching staff, is that they are to be believed. Everything they say is out there. It's it, They're putting it right out in front of everybody, and they're saying, look, this is what we're going to do. You may not understand it. You may not like it, but this is how we're going to run this team. And so far, everything that Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka and Brian Dable have said has come to fruition. They have stayed true to their word every step of the way, as puzzling as it may be for Kenny Galladay to only get two snaps in yesterday's game. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a bit surprised too. I'm like, what game plan is it that says Kenny Galladay should only get two snaps? It seems rather odd. But if they have conviction and they're going to say it and then follow up and do it and then go and win, how can you complain? Well, and and Paul, before we get into you know basically who our favorite un- unsung hero was of yesterday's game, I am now officially at the point. I am ready to declare this as a Giants fan at two and zero. Whatever happens in these coming weeks, now I could sour quick. I, I understand I'm very fickle. I go back and forth. They want to bench a guy for multiple snaps. They want to say a guy doesn't fit the right game plan. Maybe he's not buying it. And by the way, this includes the quarterback. And I and I like Daniel Jones. I don't want that to happen. I don't see it happening. But if he gets off to a rough start and they want to bring in Taylor for the end of a game, I I don't care if it's Graham Gano misses two kicks and you want to freaking trot a wide receiver after the kick. Because <laughs> at this point, at this point, Paul, whatever this coach wants to do with his personnel, I am all for. That's how much I have bought into Brian Dable here after two games. It's and it's not just him. It's his staff, Sean. Don't leave the other guys out. Oh, of course, Kafka, of course. But he's Kafka, you know, I say that. Dales. Right. Yeah. Well, we yeah. And, and 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 you know, on my Twitter earlier today, Giants at Giants WFAN, I put you can't underestimate the value of this coaching staff. They've checked both boxes. When you look at every game and you have a bunch of boxes to check, and you say, okay, passing game, running game, special teams, so forth and so on. The coaches box. Both of these games, the Giants won the battle of the coaches. And and that's a very significant factor as they move forward this season. I said this with a couple of buddies and close to the Giant fans last night as they head into Dallas. I'm going to do plenty of that later on in the week with the game preview. You don't feel like, and it's crazy because it's only two games in, but there's a lot of, you know, plenty of experience on the staff, including Wink Martindale. You don't feel like you're entering any of these games now and feeling like, you know what, they're going to be really outcoached here. It's the coaching is what's putting them over the top. And I, Mike McCarthy, I'm with all due respect, he won a Super Bowl. I think Brian Dable's already a better head coach than Mike, Mike McCarthy. And I'm very confident that the Giants at least have an advantage from that point of view. Now, unsung heroes, I'll let you give yours in a second. Mine, it's going to sound weird because he missed a bunch of tackles, but I was so super impressed with what Dane Belton did. And Bingo! recovering, recovering that kick and not just looking to stumble over, pick it up and hope you could run it in, just falling on perfect. Um, And honestly, a lot of those plays on defense that he did make, he comes flying in as that deep safety, like a missile. And if he's that kind of guy who's a big thumper and also can play a little bit of center field and it allows that versatility in this defense for a guy that, that again, not a first rounder, not a second rounder, a guy, you know, on a day three draft pick to come in first NFL start missing all the training camp and really, show that his presence was out there, even with some mistakes. I thought Dane Belton, you know, this is 
one of those situations where I'm very excited to see more of him, Paul. I can't agree with you more. Sean, this time we're going to be uh, totally in step because Dane Belton had very, very few reps during the course of training camp. It was during a right. practice early on when he fractured his collarbone and 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 they didn't they didn't put him on injury reserve. They said, no, we think he's going to heal. He doesn't need surgery. The coaching staff and Joe Shane, let's let's also give credit to the medical folks too. We're going to gamble. We're going to not put him on injury reserve. We're going to hold on to him. We're going to see if he can heal, nurse him along. And as the preseason ended, all of a sudden, okay, he's looking like he may be able to get some snaps with a red jersey. No contact. But we look like he's bringing him along, bringing him along. And wouldn't you know it. So now he gets into a game. And he winds up playing the bulk of the game as the deep center fielder against a team that's got a quarterback with a rifle arm and a couple of dangerous receivers. Sean, do you know how many pass plays the Giants gave up of more than 20 yards yesterday? One. 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 Try to think we even had that play. That wasn't the Moore touchdown, was it? Uh, DJ Moore caught a 29-yard touchdown pass. That was the play. Okay. And now, to be fair – Shy Smith dropped a couple big passes. Darnay Holmes got bailed out on as well. But again, part of the game is make less mistakes than the other team. No doubt, the Giants and that's the Giants have done. And Belton, Belton, I I have to say, besides the fumble on special teams, which was obviously very important for the Giants and should have been turned into more points. Let's not forget that two field goals off of two recoveries is not good enough. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's not good enough. Now, against a better team and a better coach team, that probably comes back and bites the Giants. But having said that, um, Belton Belton did not make your typical plethora of rookie mistakes back there. Right. He held the fort. He held the fort. And again, this is this is it, right? Growing pains. And I can't stress enough as we close the podcast here. Just like in week one, this is the kind of game the last couple years that the Giants lose, and you're both frustrated that there were a couple plays here and there that they could have had, that now they're making the plays and the other teams aren't. Or B, you walk away going, yeah, you know, they hung in there. That's a moral victory. These are counting as real victories now. And as the team continues to get better, as we expect them to do, right? They're a young team, young coaching staff, learn the system, everything, get healthier. You expect them to compete even more come October, come November, come December. But by stashing these wins early, Paul, you make the opportunity for those games to be that much more relevant later on when you are playing your best football. So I, for one, am very excited here after two weeks. Yeah, I I absolutely understand that. And, you know, we've kind of gone almost this entire program without even mentioning the fact that Saquon Barkley had what a long of 14 and yet still carried the ball over 20 times for over 70 yards. And can we say now that he is capable of getting dirty yards. Yep. Can we finally put that to rest? Paul, I, Paul, I led the charge of saying that Saquon was terrible in the two-minute offense, four-minute offense. I am the face of the fan base doing that. Saquon deserves a major apology. That was that was the kind of stuff that the Giants, when they won those random games with Devontae Booker and Wayne Goldman the last couple of years, that those guys did late in games. Saquon did that yesterday. And he had to be a presence that was accounted for, and he put the game away. 